The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. you notice that was not a full half hour you're right um so we as we looked at our schedule we realized we probably hadn't allotted enough time for the end but a good thing to do right now would just be to take a minute and check in with your body See if you can notice the energy level associated with speaking and listening for that period. Notice if there's any internal speech that's still going on. So we have some time now um, for questions, um, observations, anything that would be helpful to your practice um, at this point. And we will pass the mics and ask you to hold them close to your mouth uh, because some people are following this on recording. So please use the mic when you're ready to ask a question or make a comment about your experiences. And press the button down and see if see a green light. I see the green light. Great, thank you. Is it on? It is. Okay. Um, one thing that I definitely noticed in making this conversation much more mindful and paying attention to the comments that I was the notes is having a very mindful conversation is more work. It's actually work to to be very thoughtful about what you say and not just say anything and not to speak 
when the person finishes talking to really think about what they said and digest it. And I think it's it's going to be a good practice to do that. Uh, yes, I had a question on one of the guidelines regarding um, tracking whether you're agitated or not. So how do you discern between being agitated and just being passionate about something? Um, which I, I tend to not think is a bad thing, being passionate about something, but I don't know, I'm not sure I know how to discern between the two. One thing you could consider doing is just keep no- keep noticing that for a while, like from conversation to conversation. Sounds like you're already noticing something about it. That there's passion and there's agitation. They might be a little bit different. Sometimes they might be the same. Sometimes they might be different. You'll just see as you're mindful of your experience. But yeah, we're not, we're not necessarily aiming to all become monotone zombies or anything. <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't equal mindfulness. Why don't we just leave the mics on? We can. Just kind of coming off of that comment, I mean, are we to assume that agitation is a bad thing? Um, I think the guideline was just notice whether there's agitation or no agitation. It didn't say agitation's bad and non-agitation's good. Right. That's that's kind of where I was going. I did say that sometimes agitation may indicate a strong emotional state. But again, we're we're just here to notice what's happening. Oh, thank you. I actually have a related question. I have a very high energy and passionate personality. So I think I would die if I would speak so slowly and with so many pauses. So (laughs) I I, I really would. This is tremendously difficult. So I'm wondering as to how to, for somebody who is high energy and passionate by nature, how to interpret mindful speech guidelines because I feel it would be like almost a violation to my personality to slow down quite so much. (laughs) It was my turn. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Not that I'm unwilling to answer that question. I'll give you my answer, but after hers. Well, I think it's good to have a range of skill. So we're not trying to turn into changing your personality, you know. But if your personality is unable to adapt to a situation where you could get yourself in trouble, maybe you've noticed sometimes that it's not helpful. Or sometimes, you know, you wish you had a different mode that you could shift into. So maybe not, you know. But it's just to notice when it's really um, harmless, you know, to you and the other person, the the nature of your energy. And sometimes it might not be, you know. So to just, we're not really trying to transform everybody, in, as she said, into passionless uh, 
you know, half-silent people. But it's a good skill to have and to really notice how difficult it is to do that. I, I often point out that we're heading into the holiday season here. It's kind of fortunate in a way that right speech overlaps with a lot of people going off to family reunions and things that can sometimes be challenging in these days. And do you, it might be good to have some skills, you know, in how to speak in difficult situations. So it's more of a skill building thing that then you can option, choose optionally how you want to be. Yeah, and I, I have to say, um, I've had this running thread in my practice, like, can't I walk really fast and be mindful? Can't I do jumping jacks and be mindful? Can't I talk fast and be mindful? So, and the answer is, you can. Uh, for sure, you can be mindful and you can notice whether harm's coming up at high speed or low speed or medium speed. However, this is kind of like learning a new sport. If you've ever taken up a new sport, I don't know what people have taken up, but let's say tennis. And at first, you, you kind of have to slow yourself down enough to go, okay, am I gripping the racket right? Okay, now I've got to bring my arm back this way, and then, okay, follow through, and it's trying to meet the ball about here. Um, There's a lot of thinking and a lot of kind of awkward slowing down at first in order to actually do the form correctly. And in doing that, I've heard it said, you know, it's, I wouldn't put it exactly this way, but perfect practice makes perfect, not practice makes perfect. Because if I practice tennis like this, you know, I'll be a really bad tennis player. So I think in Dharma practice, sometimes the suggestion to slow down is just that it may be easier for some minds to notice what's going on at a slower rate when we're learning the practice or any part of it the first time. And then we may be able to get better at doing it at normal speed. Just a thought. That's so helpful. Thank you. I like that. Okay. Good. Go ahead. Please. I do have a question. <laughs> um, so I had uh, two comments. Is it appropriate to comment on someone's question that I heard? Okay. Um, so one comment I had was um, even, you know, passion, passionate speaking, If you know, you might be able to do it mindfully, but it seems like, it's important to pause in order to listen. Like listening requires some slowing down. So that's kind of hmm. my perspective on that. Um, and the other comment I was going to make is sometimes you can end up taking too much refuge in silence um, where your practice pattern of behavior just being, you know, not say anything at all, don't get in trouble, just stay out of it, or just not say anything. Yeah. So it sort of seems like, uh, yeah, that, that, that can happen a lot. Thank you for those insights. I'm guessing not a few people in this room have occasionally hidden out in silence. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Um, I've noticed a couple of kinds of speech that, I'm, that I or uh, others uh, that I've noticed uh, fall into that I'm sure... Uh, are not right speech, but don't yet don't seem to fall into any of these four traditional categories of false, divisive, harsh, or idle chatter. One is uh, egotistical speech, so I caught myself uh, uh, bragging about some skill or quality of mine the other day, and an hour later, uh, I wished I hadn't. And the other is compulsive speech, maybe where you can go on and on for 
rapidly, long, run-on sentence. And the other person's kind of held hostage. Um, it's, it's hard to uh, interrupt that. So what would you say about... Are, are, do they fall into one of these four categories, or maybe the Buddha should have added a couple of extras? What do you think? Well, I think that's a great observation. I mean, I you know, these are... 2,500-year-old Dharma talks. They can only say so much in one teaching. And I often find, why didn't they mention this or that? And, you know, it's all about observing and discernment. So you've observed and discerned a couple of other interesting cases. It's more interesting to reflect on them than to try to shoehorn them into some list. Good. Thanks for for that inspiration. Maybe some others of you will discover other patterns during the month that are... No doubt. Yeah. (laughs) That's great. Could you pass the mic uh, up? Or if you're ready to speak, please go first. Hello? Okay. Um, I think a couple of um, meetings ago, I mentioned, I asked how how should we be, um, what, what's the skillful way to be when you're in the presence of harsh speech? And that is just, you're just in the presence of it in a more continuous basis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have you had a chance in those two months to try anything with that for yourself and and if you did try anything with it, what? How was it? I try to. Uh, I try to detach. I try to um, not need to change the situation or feel that I need to do something to make it different. Um, because that wasn't necessarily getting me to a better place. It was getting me all riled up in it and just upset. Um, so I think I just kind of try to do my own thing, kind of like detach from the situation. Mm. But I don't know. I mean, I think that that can be, it feels like it can be a temporary solution, but I don't know if that's, I don't know, maybe there's something else, a different perspective that I can take? Well, you know, I'm really appreciating that you did try something, and I want to encourage your continued experimentation with different things. But you're up against a really difficult thing, and that is that we cannot change someone else's behavior. I mean, we can try. We can use persuasion, or we can uh, say, gosh, you know, I I feel the, the nonviolent speech... Um, when I hear yelling or when I hear raised voices, I get really rattled and um, I'm wondering, I would like it if we could speak in more reasonable tones or um, when I I know it may not be um, serious, but when somebody says, what an idiot I am, I notice I take it personally and I, I my request would be, could you please not use the word idiot? Um, with me if possible you know so we can experiment with things like that but ultimately the only place that we have real control and this is the fundamental of nonviolent communication is here 
So I hear you working with your own heart and giving yourself some space for the sake of your well-being, you know, not to stay too close to it, but to step back a little bit. And that sounds skillful. But you can try different things. It depends on the person, right? Some people are more open to hearing from us. So part of why speech is kind of the timely, the combination of timeliness, beneficial, honest, etc., is really about, can I say it in a way that they can hear it? Um, if I make an attempt to say it in a way they can hear it and it doesn't quite work, okay, I tried something, it didn't work. Can I be kind to myself about the fact that I tried that experiment and just allow some space and time and some reflection? Is there anything else I'd like to try? There's also, um, if you, there's also, rather than directly confronting it, just seeing if you can continue to have your input into the conversation be in a completely different tone. So not doing that matching thing and not trying to address it directly, you know. But if harsh comments are going back and forth, just really in your own mind, if you have something quiet and gentle to say about the situation in a totally different tone of voice, you can... I say it, it may be talked over and not heard, but maybe just some persistently, you know, lowering of at least your input into the situation. Mm-hmm. At least it's staying true to your intentions. And it might be more useful than trying to directly point out what the other person is doing, mm-hmm. just modeling something else. I really find that, uh, I have found that helpful in my life where, you know, somebody who's very emotionally upset about something, first of all, to hear them all the way through. But then not to respond in the same heated manner. If you can hear somebody until they're a little more calm and then you say something back that's not as harsh or I think that is a really lovely way to be. Hi, my name is Ek. Uh, Two days before I was talking to someone, that person talks very fast and that person got a little bit angry and said that, why you talk so slowly? Can you talk fast? And I said, this is how I talk. But I found that person felt hurt by this. So I was wondering, I try to talk fast, but this is my nature. I try to naturally uh, pause and then feel and then then react or then talk. So I was just wondering that how, how I can deal or handle if in future something like this will happen. Thank you. I was reminded in in a small group earlier that sometimes people um, just can say, you know, I understand that you were hurt by that, but it wasn't my intention to hurt you. That's what I said. Yeah. (laughs) And then this part of the other person that's hurt 
um, that is maybe theirs, even though I know you're trying to exercise compassion, it may be that some or all of that is theirs to deal with. Because I don't think you have to become a high-speed speaker because somebody else is triggered by that. Maybe uh, people have had this experience uh, in their lives where somebody in their life speaks with a lot of emphasis and they're like passionate or, you know, very clear and very full about what they say and then you can watch another person go, stop yelling at me. And the first person goes, I'm not yelling. (laughs) Have you experienced that? (laughs) So I, I think, you know, that's kind of perhaps to be kind to yourself and to be kind to the other person. Sometimes you can't do their work for them. But you can say, gee, what, do exactly what you said. So thank you all very much. I, we're going to sit for a few minutes to bring the day to a close. But there, this, as you can tell, is a very rich area and it's going to be quite a rich month of practice. May the time that we've devoted to this practice today and that you devote this month to speak mindfully, to listen mindfully, and to be in silence mindfully, may all of those efforts contribute to a more peaceful world for yourself and for others. May all beings be at peace. May all beings be free. (laughs) 